On today's Car Sports Talk, we will be dissecting the Alex Smith and Nikola Mirotic trades, providing our final Super Bowl picks and predictions, and we will be having some fun with some Super Bowl prop bets. Let's go. Welcome, everyone, to Car Sports Talk. Today is the first day of February. Unfortunately, Sabosa will not be joining us episode, but don't worry. We are joined still by RJ and his roommate and fellow teammate for Oneonta State Baseball and recently announced captain, Nick Panessi. Panessi, what's up, brother? How are you? How's everything How you going? How man? Introduce yourself to everyone. I mean, I'm Nick Panessi. I play in Oneonta Baseball, and uh, I'm excited to get this podcast going. Yeah, man, we're, we have a lot of fun doing it. We're really happy you were able to join us today. What's up, Lorenzo? What's up? You having Black. Day? Yeah, great. Practice. Until you until you call me Lorenzo. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard worse. Yeah. yeah, I know you've heard Absolutely. worse. Absolutely. All right, so let's jump right into it, guys. Um, literally right after our last recording our last episode the other day we were doing our mock drafts and we were all saying how with our mock drafts we're all on the assumption that the Redskins will be getting QB well that all changed literally like 30 minutes later when the Washington Redskins traded Kendall Fuller and a first and a second round draft pick or was it a third RJ uh, I think it was, it was a third. third round draft pick. That's what I thought. Third round draft pick in Kendall Fuller for QB Alex Smith from the Kansas City Chiefs. What do you think about that, RJ? Um, I honestly think that the Redskins should at least try to work out a deal with Kirk Cousins. I believe he's a better fit in their offense, more proven fit. But Alex Smith is also a more consistent guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he's gonna give he's gonna give you consistent stats. It's not gonna wow you. It's not gonna do this, but it's gonna be great stats and a lot of checkdowns. Yep. Um, but I just felt like this was just probably the most like typical Redskins move you can get. Like just going out there and signing a veteran quarterback who they'll probably play two years and get sick of. Where now? Where do you think Kirk Cousins is gonna end well, up? Since now he's definitely not going to the Redskins. Well, I was really excited after hearing this news because me as a Jet fan um, and a Michigan State fan, uh, a uh, not too proud Michigan State fan right now to say, but um, I've always liked Kirk and I'm ecstatic. I really hope the Jets will make a run at him. But if the Jets were to fail to reach him, um, and here's the thing, you know, Kirk, it's, it's possible he'll sign with like the Broncos, which is much easier for the Jets to get a better quarterback in the draft. Pines, what do you think about him going to the Jets? I think no shot. I mean, I'd have to say it's either the Jets or the Broncos right now. You're front runners for him. I mean, I don't think the Jets are gonna end up with him. I see that. I've always seen him going to the Broncos, even yeah. in trades in the past, and I think that'd be a good fit because that's what they lack as a quarterback. They've lacked it for a couple of years since Peyton Manning was uh, winding down in his career. But I mean, the Jets—they're still one of the top two that I think could get him. I mean, we'll see. They're looking for the quarterback, so. 
I honestly think the Cardinals have a better chance, but that's just me. Well, the I Jets mean, also have the like highest cap space out of all the teams that are potentially interested in it. And, and that's the biggest that's the biggest thing because you have Kirk Cousins who's always been about the money and wanted the big contract, so that's what he's really looking for, and that's what the Redskins failed to want to offer him. So, I mean, if the Jets offer him a big enough contract, I could see him coming to New York. And that's the thing. Kirk Cousins was probably, you know, we see this every year now. With new QBs like resetting the market, so we saw Matt Stafford reset the market, Andrew Luck, and what what the the Redskins are paying Alex Smith now over four years is probably what they would have had to pay Kirk Cousins like in one in like two years basically because Kirk's going to be demanding like thirty million a year. Yeah, I mean, in reality, if I'm a Redskins fan, getting Alex Smith's not a bad thing, but I mean. In reality, I think Kirk Cousins is a top 10 quarterback in the league. The guy can sling it. He did it without his weapons this year of Jordan Reed and, and Pryor on the outside. So for him to put up the numbers he did still, I think, I don't know. I just think Alex Smith might be a little downgrade for them, but he's still a veteran who can get the job done. Well, a lot of what could influence the decision is also um, Emmanuel Sanders in Denver, um, their wide receiver. He's actually a free agent um, this upcoming offseason. So. You know, maybe we can see Kirk and Emmanuel, you know, talk, talking behind the scenes, trying to stay together. But that's definitely a big influential piece there. Kirk Cousins also, um, he, he praised the Jets' new offensive coordinator, Jeremy Bates. Uh, Jeremy Bates was with Mike Shanahan for many years, so he knows the offense. And he's part of the – and, you know, he understands the thought process that went into drafting Kirk. So Kirk was saying the other day, he's, you know, he really just thinks on a different level. So I, that's really encouraging to me. Another team I feel like that Kirk could be considering is what about the Buffalo Bills? I mean, the Bills definitely could because they do have, you know, if the Redskins say maybe, oh, actually, they don't have him anymore. Um, you know, I was thinking before he was trading, you know, maybe the Bills would try trading, what, you know, a couple of their first, they had two first rounders, um, picks 21 and 22. So maybe that could have been a good trade asset trying to get Kirk. But they just don't have enough cap, I don't think, to, um, to get him. And here's the thing to consider also. If, like, say, hypothetically, the Jets were to – or say the Broncos and Jets were both to miss out on Kirk um, and say the Bills were to get him or some other QB, where would this leave Tyrod Taylor? Because th- he's not going back to Buffalo. I think, you know, he's part of the old regime. He's, I think he's done there. Yeah. I mean, I'd hope so. I don't for, – for him, what happened to him last year to even be able to – want to come back and play for them after Peterman threw the, what, eight interceptions in the two games he played? I mean, Five and for him to come back, it's it's kind of crazy. So, Yeah, and you know what? It's still a lot to happening in the offseason. The, the, the new season doesn't even um, – the new league season doesn't begin until March for a long time. So we still have a while to wait to see. But it's really just, you know, it's heating up, man. The Kirk, the Kirk, the, the Kirk sweepstakes are really starting to heat up, you know. Actually, Speak it. I thought he was going to start. I thought he was going to go back, but I'm all in on getting him now. Speaking of your Jets, what was your opinion on what Le'Veon Bell said today? Yeah, so for those who don't know, Le'Veon Bell, uh, a fan tweeted at him saying, like, Le'Veon, on behalf of the Jets, I'm, ha- I'm happy to offer you, like, $60 million. Just as a joke tweet. And Le'Veon responded back saying, uh, $60 million ain't enough to get me there. And, I mean, he's probably right. But um, screw him, man. I don't need to. Well, do, I don't. I don't want to deal with that right now. 
So you wouldn't want Le'Veon on your team? He's definitely a great talent, but say the Jets were to go out and get Kirk Cousins, maybe I'd rather just if he's there, I'd rather just take Saquon Barkley. I mean, just think if you got Bell and Cousins, you could have that Michigan State hookup. Yeah, but Bell, Bell's gonna need like 120 mil to play for the Jets. Yeah, I, he's probably he Bell's gonna need 60 million to play for probably any team at this point. Yeah, I mean, with what happened during the playoffs, him saying that he needs a big contract, probably the biggest ever for a running back. I mean. It's going to take a lot of money just to, for the Steelers to sign him so he doesn't retire. I don't think he's going to retire. I thought that was a bunch of fake news. Um, that's just his, um, him trying to get get the best of the Steelers there. Do you know what? The do you know what? Th- you know what this reminds me of? What? You remember after Chris Johnson's good seasons with the Titans, he was like, "I'm not, I'm not going to play for you guys until I get paid." And next thing you know, he started playing, and he was trash because he missed all training camp. Yeah, I don't. I never understood that. You can't just hold out from training camp and just go in and play week one. You need to be football shape. Even though I'm pretty sure, did Le'Veon hold out of all training camp this year? Yeah, like this past season. He did and he still started slow because of it. It took him yeah, a couple yeah. weeks to get finally into it, and the Steelers to give him. I mean, to start the year, they were running James Connors, I believe, from Pittsburgh, the rookie out there, for probably 15 to 20 snaps. Well, it also helps when you have A.B., Juju, and Martavis opening up the run game, and you have Ben Roethlisberger, future Hall of Famer, at quarterback. A lot, of, a lot of Le'Veon's decision, however, can hinder on the fact that Big Ben's future is he's going to play again this year, but beyond this year, I think it's a little uncertain, so he may be hesitant to be signing a long-term deal when he's not sure who his quarterback's going to be. How old is Ben? Um, Like, 38? Well, Ben was taken in the Eli draft. So that was 2005, I believe, 2006? Yeah, so like 12 years. So he's been in the league for some time now. He's got to be in his low 30s, getting to the mid-30s around there. But, again, guys, a lot of speculation going forward. We'll be on top of it every step of the way. I want to um, change directions now just for a little bit and move into the NBA. Um, with the NBA today, the um, New Orleans Pelicans traded um, Omer Asif, who I completely forgot was even still in the league, considering he hasn't played a game in God knows how long. They traded Jameer Nelson and a first-round draft pick. And, and they traded Tony Allen, part of the grit and grind um, Memphis. And they traded him for Nikola Mirotic from the Chicago Bulls. And a second-round pick. And a second-round pick. Thank you. And, you know, we saw DeMarcus Cousins go down with an Achilles tear last week. So, And they also, with this trade, cleared up a roster spot. And they're the front, they're, they, they are the number one contender to sign center Greg Monroe, who was just bought out by the Suns. Uh, I feel like this trade helps the Bulls in the direction they want to go to more than the Pelicans. Yeah, they're, get, they're getting, you know, Jameer Nelson will be, will be a good um, a good mentor, so will Tony Allen. So they're bringing in a couple guys who are like a couple, couple guys that's... they've been in the league for, for some time now, and they get a first-round pick. So they're a young team. So I thought this was a good trade for both teams. Just because the Pelicans are a playoff contending team right now, Miritich was a spark plug for the Bulls. You know, once he got back, they started playing much better basketball. And I still think Greg Monroe is a talented scorer down low. I think him and Anthony Davis could. It's not him and Monroe and Miritich are not completely filling the void left by DeMarcus Cousins, but I thought it was a good step in the right direction to stay competitive. 
the good thing about Miritich, though, I'm pretty sure that the Pelicans inherited him for next year with his team option. Yeah, he he's due for a contract soon. Wow. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure next year is a team option. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I mean, apparently, um, after this season, teams like such as like the Warriors and the Celtics and Spurs are planning on making runs at um, Anthony Davis as well. But I, I don't know if, they, yeah. if, the, if the Pelicans are able to convince him, saying Boogie Cousins and even Miritich, maybe they can they can be a good team still. I mean, at this point, if you're the Pelicans, I don't I don't like the move on the Pelicans end because. At the end of the day, you're giving up a first-round pick, which is first-round picks. There's only two rounds in the NBA draft anyway, so you're giving up one, one of your two guys that you're probably going to be drafting, and you're giving him up for Miritich, who's a solid solid role player, I'd say, but I don't think he's going to help them much more. When Boogie went down, that basically summed up the Pelican season. You might be able to make the playoffs now, which is kind of big, but at the end of the day, even if you make you got to go against the Rockets or the Warriors, and you basically just don't stand a chance in the NBA. Yeah, they don't stand a chance at winning, um, winning the whole title there. But, you know, know, still. um, At least it'll make their fans happy a little bit after the boogie injury. Absolutely. Also, if LeBron James, which it won't happen, but if he goes to the Warriors, I won't watch basketball again. I'll actually not not be happy. That like like that is li- like you know getting Kevin Durant for the Warriors was like you know it was pushing the limits, but it was you know deemed acceptable. But nah, you you can't have like the three best players in the league. It's not even about that. I was like a Warriors guy. I just don't want to get rid of my boys Clay and Dre, because that's why I feel like what would happen if they go after LeBron. Not only that, like. Who's going to be able to compete? That team's literally going to go 82 and up. If they lose a game, they should just quit. Yeah. But you you really, like, I, I know Clay and Draymond are fantastic players, but you really wouldn't, like, get rid of them for to bring in LeBron Durant? For, for what, a 35-year-old LeBron? Who, or is, still, who two? is still the best player in the league and will still play at a high level right. another four or five years. But we have the second best player in the league and arguably another top five player who has already won two MVPs, well, along with two fantastic teammate-like players like Draymond, who doesn't care about stats. He just goes and helps uh-huh. his teammates. And, and Clay, who's probably one of the best shooters of all time. Mm-hmm. Guys, um, quick note right here. I just want to update. The dunk contest participants are now released. So we will be seeing Victor Oladipo represent the Pacers. Aaron Gordon, a dunk, a dunking champ, in my book, um, he will be coming back. Larry Nance and Dennis Smith Jr. So this, that's a really good um, list of guys this year. You know, no more guys like Jeremy Evans and like Chase Budinger who will come in. Like th- th- these are some really good dunkers. Here. Like Larry Nance, yeah. like posterizes people. Yeah. So that, I mean, I, I want to see what the young Dennis Smith has to offer. I mean, you see him doing 360s in games. So hopefully he brings something to the dunk contest and spices it up. I mean, Aaron Gordon, you've seen him compete in him. And he got robbed, in my opinion, like your opinion. I think he got robbed the year he lost. But he got some good dunkers, that's for sure. Absolutely. And again, guys, you know, there's a lot of time left in the NBA season. The trade deadline is next Thursday. So over the next over the next week, you know, we will definitely be um, on top of the NBA a lot and covering everything that's happening. But, guys, let's get into the big story. We are now – today is Thursday, so we are three days away from this Super Bowl. And I'm still torn down the middle. Like, 
I, I've doubted the Eagles twice already in the playoffs, and I'm thinking you would learn your lesson, but then you also think you can't ever doubt the Patriots. So which one do you – which doubt is – which one do you doubt more than the other? Um, I think it's just Patriots. Like, I don't see them losing to Nick Foles. Like, I hate to say it, no offense to Nick Foles, but <laughs> Tom Brady, like, I hate him, but he wins. And I don't see him losing again. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I think the Pats—they're you know—they're the team that's always there. They're always going to be the favorite in these type of games. But I like the Eagles' offense, and I like—they've like, done it against—they did it against the, what the Falcons. They gassed them. They just—that wasn't—it was a good game at the end. But and then last week they made a great Vikings defense just look terrible. I mean, they destroyed them out there. And I like their offense. It's fast tempo. I think they're the future type of offense, a run pass option type of team. I think that's going to be bigger in the NFL in the future. And uh, Foles has been running it pretty well. So in my opinion, I got to back the dog, and I think the Eagles could come out as the Super Bowl champion this year. I love the. Uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of all the dog man. If they win, I may even have to buy a dog man. But um, Panassi, I I like what you said with the the future of the NFL comment there because we saw this year with Carson Wentz, you know they really were running like not a college offense, but not a pro prototypical NFL offense. They're really building their the offense to the, the athleticism of Carson Wentz and his versatility, Be, being able to throw the ball basically at every angle. And also having the ability to make defenses um, appreciate and respect the run game from him as well. Yeah, I mean, and once Wentz went down, it was like when Nick Foles filled in, obviously there's going to be some plays that they were going to have to change up. But for me looking at it, Nick Foles is doing basically what Wentz did. And, like, for Nick Foles to be able to adjust to that type of run-pass option offense, I feel like quarterbacks are, that are more athletic, they can adjust to it too. And in the future – they see that the Eagles, it's working for them. It's running. They're getting yards on the ground. They're running side to side, not just up the middle. And uh, I think in the future, that's what teams are going to fall back on. And that could be what teams start to use. And certainly if it's successful. It's just that the thing is like, you know, I thought the Falcons team last year in the Super Bowl was a fantastic defense was really good. They had the MVP, they had the MVP of the league. And I thought that the Patriots team that won last year was not – was not as good as this year's Patriot team, and yet they still came back to win. So it scares me. Like, you know, no matter what, the Eagles can go up by, like, fifth, like you know, 14 or so in the fourth quarter with seven minutes left, and no matter what, the Patriots do not flinch. No, They are never out of it. You just got to – you cannot turn your back on them, and you cannot – basically what my message is, is just don't forget what your game plan is. You know, like, we see teams just, like, fall apart and – just try to waste the clock once they have a lead against the Patriots. You cannot give Tom Brady the ball. Their defense will falter. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you saw it against the Jags. The Jags got up two or three scores at one point, and Brady down 10 in the fourth quarter. Again, like you said, he didn't flinch. I mean, Brady's a veteran. He's been there. I mean, they don't call him the GOAT for nothing. I mean, as much as I don't like Tom Brady, it's you have to respect everything he's done. Because in the end of the day, he's going to come back in those type of games. He's done in the Super Bowl. He's done it this year in the playoffs. Like the team, the, the defense comes up with big stops and clutch times. They have Bill Belichick, one of the, probably the greatest coach of all time now. And you have two offensive, you have an offensive coordinator and defense coordinator that are moving on and becoming head coaches. So 
basically you have three head coaches on that team. Plus, with Tom Brady, it's a tough team to handle. And I mean, the, the defense helped them win one of his Super Bowls that he has against the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, they came up with a big play, the interception on the goal line, as much as Pete Carroll should have ran the ball. And also, yeah. like, you know, when you're down 25 points, you know, you're, you know, as much as your offense is, you know, building it back for you, they're de- that, that's another thing we saw. The Falcons just abandoned their game plan. They, didn't, they stopped running the ball, and they were just being boneheaded plays. And we saw them blow a 25-point lead, which the Patriots actually engraved onto their Super Bowl rings this year, which made um, Falcons owner Arthur Blank very upset. I mean, I would but, be upset, too, if I blew a 28-3 lead and paid all those people. I just think this is a really tough Super Bowl to go with right now because the Eagles really are, I think, the most talented team in the league. Like, if they had Carson Wentz right now, you know, right now the the line is Eagles plus four and a half. I think it would be elite, definitely – I think it would be like Eagles minus six and a half. All right, let's calm down, Goldblatt. It's not a – dude, Wentz isn't a, Wentz isn't a ten and a half point type of player. He's not Tom Brady. Yeah, but – all around as a team, yeah. Like defensively, I, believe... I think I think in almost every position, maybe not as much in the secondary because you know I think the Patriots have Stephon Gilmore, Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler actually would graded out as like a bottom fifty corner this year. Um, and they have Devin McCourty, but besides I mean, that, let's... all over the defense. Go by. Let's let's just map it out here. We'll start at the quarterback position. Tom Brady's better than Carson Wentz, even if Wentz is healthy. Well, so let's, at that let's, point, pretend this, let's pretend this is a Super Bowl right now. So let's say it's Nick Foles. Let's map out each position. Well, he's still better than him. Yeah. He's still so, better than Foles. He's better than Wentz. Tom Brady has an advantage on every quarterback in the league, arguably except Aaron Rodgers. Panessi, let me ask you a question. If you were starting a team today and Bill Belichick was not the coach, would you rather have Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Uh, in, my, in my opinion, they're two, they're two great quarterbacks. I do believe Aaron Rodgers is a better playmaker, and I would take Aaron Rodgers to start my team. Tom Brady's a short, he's a short accuracy passer, and you know what? He's been there. I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers is just younger, so I'm going to take the younger quarterback who's arguably just as good or better than Tom Brady's. Right. And, and another thing with that, you know, Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, but I think when it comes down to the tools that it, plays, that it takes to be a QB, like I think Aaron Rodgers beats him there. May, mo- mostly because of his mobility. But let's get, back, let's get back to your comment of Wentz being worth 10 points. At the end of the day... No, I, I, was exa- you know, I was exaggerating. You were exaggerating, but that's fine. But at the end of the day, if you look at their offenses, the Patriots, the only spot you think the Eagles are better at is maybe close to a better offensive line. They don't have better receivers. They don't have a better tight end. Their running backs are probably better. And that's the only spot I'd say, other than the line, that they have an advantage at on offense. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're also seeing, like, you know, two of the top tight ends. I mean, I'd say Travis Kelce is the number two tight end, but, you know, Gronk and Zach Ertz, that's a really, you know, those are probably definitely two top five tight ends there. Alshon Jeffrey has also had a fantastic year. Um, it's just like, you know, the Eagles clicking right now. It's just, I just find, I'm, I agree, dude. I find it really tough going against them at the moment. But then again, I, I'm now I'm changing my mind again because, you know, I can't go against Brady. And I've been doing this all week, back and forth and back and forth. Um, so if right, you know, right now, RJ, gun to your head, who's winning and what score? Patriots 24-21. What about you, Paness? I'm going to roll with the Eagles 
In a close, uh, I'd say 23-21, Eagles. Uh, all right, well, whatever decision I make now, I'm going to stick with. So I'm going to roll. You know what? Tom Brady does, has, in the past, has not done well against goofy quarterbacks in the QB. We see Eli, oh my a God. goofy mouth breather. So you know what? Maybe Nick Foles, is, you know, he looks like Napoleon Dynamite. So <laughs> that, that's goofy enough for me. I'm going to go Eagles 24-23. I think Nick Foles leads a game-winning drive and a game-winning field goal by their rookie kicker, Jake Elliott. And down goes Brady. I, I can't support him anymore. I just cannot say the Pacers will win. Kills my inside. But, guys, let's have some fun now. So, with the Super Bowl, besides the game, some of the fun things to do are to look at their prop bets. So, I, for now, we're going to look at some, some, some game prop bets and some more, like, outside-the-game prop bets. So, let's start right here. Guys, over under 48 points. What was that? Over or under 48 points. I mean, I'm going to stick with – I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a slower type of game. I mean, in every Super Bowl, I, or maybe it's every one that Brady's been in, I don't think they've scored in the first quarter, whereas that might be just the last four of them. But they don't score early, the Patriots, in the Super Bowl. I like it to be a slow game. I like the Eagles to run the ball a lot with a Jai. And uh, I'd say under. I, I said 23-21, which would put the game at 44 points. Yeah, I said um, 24-23, so that puts me at 47, so I'm also going to go with the under. I think 48 is definitely right along the lines of where we would see it, though. I'm going to go over. You're going to go over? Just to be different from you guys, I don't bet Don't bet the under. Never bet the score. under. Life's too short. And who are your guys? M- All right, so let's move on now. Uh, MVP picks. RJ, we'll start with you. Um... I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah, It's going to be Tom Brady. Let's not get crazy. Well, I knew you guys were going to pick Tom Brady or like a Gronk. Eagles to win, so I have to choose an Eagle MVP. But, RJ, you know, James White had like 10 catches last year and two touchdowns in the Super Bowl and like 100 total yards and and the game-winning touchdown, and he still didn't get MVP. Yeah, but I just so feel makes, like I just I just feel the MVP. I don't know. I I just see him like he came to the Patriots to win a championship. But how many games have we seen him really like play like an MVP like player or even a top ten receiver? You know, Brandon Cooks is a good receiver, but you know I don't put him at at an MVP. I mean, it doesn't matter. It only takes it only takes one game. You don't need yeah. to put up a year yeah. of stats. In reality, if Brandon Cook goes out there and gets 160 yards and two touchdowns, he might deserve it. But at the end of the day, Tom Brady's still that quarterback. Last year, I don't think he did. I mean, as much as he did lead the comeback, the numbers a running back of James White put up, I think White deserved at least co-MVP last year. But at the end of the day, Brady was your MVP. And if the Pats win, that's who I believe will be it again. So, Yep, I definitely agree. Um, all right, guys. So... Let's move on to some more fun ones today. So, you know, a little more outside the game. So we'll start, we'll, we'll start with some unique ones like this. Who do you think the TV will show first during the National Anthem? Will they be showing Tom Brady or Nick Foles? Uh, I mean, Brady. you got to go with Brady. I mean, that's pretty simple to me. I think they're going Brady. 
Yeah. Because if they show Nick Foles first, the the kids at home are gonna be like, Ma, Dad, who is that? You show Brady, they're like, Oh, Brady's back in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl's on TV. Yeah, some you know, some are some easy blocks, obviously. Um I'm just looking down a list right now. But yeah, I think we see that with every Super Bowl. We always see they show Brady first as you know, the veteran of the Super Bowl, and then they'll show the new guy with Nick Foles on the other side. Now, guys, how many times do you think we will hear the name? So let me let me back up a bit. Justin Timberlake will be present will be performing at this year's Super Bowl. How many times do we hear the name Janet Jackson? Is and, it like- will, and will we hear an idiot like who, who's who's calling the games? Is it Al Michaels and um, Chris Collinsville? Yeah, I believe so. You know, would it surprise you if Al Michaels were to say Nipplegate? I mean, that that's just – I mean, that's pretty I'm, crazy. I wouldn't I'm, go that I'm, far. But... I'm, I'm reading this, like, straight off a website. Like, it says, will Nipplegate be mentioned? I'm going to have to go with no. I mean, that's probably a juicy minus 600, but – Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go to no just because kids at home, family event. Yeah. I don't know if they want it. The parents want to explain that to their kids. Yeah. I mean, I think a more crazy answer or question is, will Janet Jackson end up on that stage with Justin Timberlake again? I think that is one of them. I think it's like a plus, like, 500 that no or something. But Yeah, I mean, it, she probably won't. But, I mean, hey, let it happen. Rom doesn't mind a little nudity. <laughs> um. Uh, so I read today, guys, that um, with regards to betting on the national anthem and the duration of it, in the last twelve Super Bowls, um, it is six and it's six and six for going over and under two minutes. Um, this year, Pink is performing the national anthem. Oh my god! So over or under two minutes. I mean, I've done my research on this one, and. Uh... Even though it's been six and six the last 12 years, four of the last five have gone over. And, I mean, in my opinion, I like the over. I mean, if you're singing the national anthem, Goldblatt, what, what are you going to do? You want to be out there for a minute 30 or you want to be out there for two minutes and 30 seconds? You're there to get TV time. I mean, you're doing it for free. I mean, if I'm singing that, I'm going three minutes. I mean, I'm letting it rock. No way. Man. Uh, no way ready? Man. I, I'm singing that, and I'm, I'm trying to watch the game. I don't, I don't want to listen to it that long. Right, Tanesh? I, I like the Tanesh, what's the one? Ron, what? What's the rule of life? Don't bet, bet the team. under. Never bet the under. So I'm going over. I'm also right. going with the over. I'm, I think it's going to end at like a 158 mark. So I'll I'll go under. I'll All be right. that guy and I'll go under. Yeah, you're that. You're that. You guy. live life on the under. Oh yeah, we see. Don't All push right. it to the edge. So guys, right here we have a yes for plus 117 and a no for minus 157. Will Justin Timberlake wear a hat to start the show? Oh, but I don't even remember the last time I saw Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I don't even know why he's performing at this point. I mean, you couldn't get anybody better, yeah. but I mean, I'm going to go no in the hat. I mean, I think he's going to gel the hair and he's going to let the locks, they're going to shine out there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going no, even though I believe my boy Quavo Hancho should it be singing the national That's anthem? The, I was literally what they are just like I don't know why Migos is not at the na- is not doing the halftime concert because that would just be awesome. Who is doing the halftime? Yeah, Quavo, Offset, and Takeoff. What what better names do you need? No, who is doing who is doing the halftime? Timberlake. Oh my god. 
Yes, Ron. Where have you been? Timberlake's doing the hat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Get your head off a of pink, all right? Come on. We're on to Timberlake. He still just does not get it. <laughs> just don't uh, touch my trash. Don't touch your trash. Uh, here's another one, guys. Will any members of NSYNC be joining Justin Timberlake? No. no. I'm going to go with no. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking no is your negative. I mean, your minus. So I'm going to go with the minus here. Yeah. Pessy, I know you've definitely been looking at all day. Let, let's hear some of the ones you've been looking at. I mean, I've looked them over. I mean, the biggest thing is that, I, that I've learned over time is I looked up a stat today. It was that of the Super Bowl bets, 65% of betting now takes place on props. So, and it's on, the, it's on the increase. So, But, I mean, one that I'm, I looked at for the game, not just one of these crazy ones, is uh, LeGarrette Blunt's over, under, and rushing yards. And it's sitting at 28.5. And, and I think in the past 10 games, he's only gone over that number one time, and that was when – uh, Jai did not play in week 17. So, I mean, if you're looking for something to take action on, which we won't be taking action on anything because we're not allowed to, but if you're looking for something, LeGarrette Blount under would be a good one. Yeah, well, well yeah, I guess we're moving out of the fun ones and getting back into the game. Yeah, we're uh, moving back into the game. So, guys, uh, Brady over or under 325 passing? I'm going to go under. Over. I'm going to go under. I mean, I believe only two out of his of his seven Super Bowls, he has gone over 300, I believe. So I'm going to rock with the under. I believe they have a good shot if they take the lead that they're going to be running the ball a lot. So I'm going to go with the under. Now, Danny Amendola over or under one and a half touchdowns? I mean, that's pretty simple to me. I mean, I'm taking the under every time. Under. You, gonna, you think he's? You think he's gonna get one? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over. That's Brady's guy. I think he's gonna go, go to him twice. Okay. What about C. Hogs? Chris Hogan. I think Hogan's gonna have a great game. Honestly, I think he's he's yeah. your guy that's gonna shine. I think they're gonna try to limit Amendola, limit the deep ball of Cooks, and I think Hogan will be open across the field. Brady loves his little. Which, yeah, play. but that just le- well, he's not little. He's like six three, but that also still leaves Gronkowski and Deion Lewis, which is just. Going to um lengths of how good this offense. I think Gronk's gonna go off. Guys, what color sweatshirt will Bill Belichick be wearing? Blue, blue. red. You think blue? We're just gonna rock. I'm gonna blue. be honest. It's gonna be blue, and that's it. Blue. He loves that blue sweatshirt. Yeah, but like the Patriots are wearing white. So is that a thing? Like when they wear white, he wears blue, and vice versa. I think wear- Bill's a superstitious guy, and I mean he's one in blue. I think he's gonna go with the blue sweatshirt this year. Yeah. What color has he lost in? That I do not, I cannot tell you, but I, can't I, feel, tell you I feel like blues is color this year, and that's what I would be thinking. I feel like when I think of Bill Belichick, I picture him in a blue sweatshirt. I don't know, Ron. I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking about him in that that sleeveless gray one that he wears. Yeah, that's that's oh yeah, that that's, one. that's one. I think, I don't know. I think he's gonna definitely go with blue. I think he likes to be to stick out a bit um, with the blue and the white. I think he's gonna go blue there. Um, he's definitely going with a cutoff, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's his look, so. As a, yeah. All right, will there be a score in the first seven and a half minutes of the game? I mean, coming back to my point of the Pats in first quarters, they haven't come out strong. They haven't scored a point in the last couple Super Bowls in the first quarters. So, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no points scored in the first 730. I'm going to say no, too, because I feel like Nick Foles is going to be 
really nervous. Mm. And the Patriots are disciplined enough to take advantage of a nervous quarterback. And I think the Patriots are, aren't going to be able to score right away against Eagles. They have a solid defense. I think their defensive line with Fletcher Cox is going to be able to get to Brady. And I don't think they're going to score in the first seven minutes. All right. Well, here's another one, guys. How many times will Carson Wentz be mentioned during the broadcast? The over, over or under three and a half. Right now, the over money line is minus 150, and the under is plus 110. I mean, I'm going to have to go with the over, because, I mean, you got to assume pregame you're going to hear about him at least once or twice. Then you're going to hear about all the injuries the Eagles have had over the year, which he's going to be part of again. And at the end of the game, whether win or lose, you're going to probably hear about how he factored into them not being able to win the Super Bowl because he wasn't there or how they didn't need him as much, and Nick Foles came through. I agree, over. Now, if uh, just to get away from the best for one second, if Nick Foles does win this, um, does win the Super Bowl this year, he has a contract with the Eagles for two years, $11 million. Do we see him traded somewhere for a potential starting position? Maybe somewhere like Buffalo? Which I, I Maybe not Buffalo, but just anywhere. I see maybe the Jets. Okay. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Why not? Because you know, we're going to either draft or get Kirk Cousins. We're not getting Nick Foles. Why not? Why not? I mean, if you look at the stats between Wentz over, I believe, over the last couple of years that he's played and Nick Foles' career numbers, they're very similar from what I've seen. Yeah, you know, it's just um... – And he'll be cheaper. If you guys draft a quarterback, he could be the guy that he's behind for a little bit. And here's another thing, you know, maybe nothing to consider. Um, you know, Foles' first starting stint um, with a different team besides Eagles was with the Rams, and he played for QB guru Jeff Fisher, obviously. And, uh... and, and he didn't do very well. So, you know, maybe if he went anywhere else besides there, it, it could have been a little better for him. Um, okay, so what about this one, guys? Over or under 55 yards for Alshon Jeffrey? Over. You're over? What about you? I'll go, I'll go, uh, go with the under. I mean, I'm, I'm looking for a grinded out type of game from them. I could see Torrey Smith coming up with a big catch, and I think Ertz is their guy, so. I also, I think, um, the receiver that we'll see have the biggest impact will be Nelson Aguilar. I think I think he's a guy who really found his footing. He's in the NFL this year, and he's so fast, man. Like he 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 may be able to break off like a long touchdown. I honestly think that Zach Ertz isn't going to have as good of a game because I feel like they're going to double team. You think they're going to double team Ertz? Not double team. Like they're going to. I was yeah. I was watching this thing today where they like. Like did some sort of double teaming with uh Delaney Walker when they played against the Titans as that's a Titans fan. I was watching that. That's because that's because they knew Mariota's guy was going to Delaney on every single play. I mean, Ron, we get it, you're a Titans fan and all, but what weapons do they have other than Delaney Walker? Who would you I like mean, to take out? Of that I mean, offense? did you see that one-handed catch by Corey? Oh, I watched yeah, a lot yeah, of Corey Davis this it, year, and there wasn't much good. So. Yeah, RJ, <laughs> it's fantastic to know that you're. First, first overall pick this year. First um, overall? You mean first, first round, first fifth round, overall? Your team's first overall pick, 
RJ. Played seven games this year? Okay. Wasn't great in those seven games. Wasn't Let's great. not stop that. And, and your franchise QB threw more interceptions than touchdowns. It's um, a, just, it's I, a right. How many pro bowlers and all pro players did the Jets have? Okay. Zero. All right. All right, let's cut that. I have a question for you guys. Will Tom Brady we're, – we're on the interception talk. Will Tom Brady throw an interception? In the game? Yes. Yes. He's throw one. I mean, if you look at his Super Bowls in the past, I believe he's thrown three in his past four Super Bowls. going to rock with yes, two, maybe. Never know if he just throws one up before halftime. So. Or tip pass also. Yeah, there's a lot of options. Or, and, and also, you know, the Eagles have such a um, – uh, a versatile and flexible defensive line. You know, Fletcher Cox is an absolute animal, so we can definitely see, you know, a guy like him maybe batting a pass or ticking up, tipping a pass at the line of scrimmage and seeing an interception from there. But um, so let's just do a couple more, guys. Um, we'll start with Zach Ertz. Um, does he go over 40 yards? No. You really don't, you really don't think he'll go over 40? I think it's, I uh, I'd say he needs to go over forty for them to win the game. So I'll go with yes. Well, what if he doesn't go over forty but has two touchdowns, two red zone touchdowns? I think if he scores two touchdowns, he's going over the yardage. That's that's just what I, my, in my opinion. Yeah, but they they could be just like two hail marys, like or two um like bombs down to the towards the the, the red zone and just two five yard touchdowns. There's a lot of would could woulda coulda, but yep. we'll see. Always a lot of coulda woulda shoulda. Man, I oh, I just do not want to watch the Patriots win another Super Bowl. I am on I am just on my knees praying just for the Eagles to win. Okay. I mean, nobody wants to see the Pats win, but there they are every year. So. Every single year. All right, everyone. So that is some of our Super Bowl talk. Uh, one last thing: Did you guys watch um, this week? Did you guys watch the State of the Union? We'll hop away from sports for a minute. Nope. Yeah, RJ, you're, you're really just not a Trump guy whatsoever. I mean, I like Trump. I like what he's doing for the country. But I did not watch. I was probably watching some type of sport. But no, I did not. Yeah, I. I was pl- I was playing Fortnite. I also was probably playing Fortnite with Rob. Yeah, Panessi. I uh, according to my sources, you played at one point this week a total of nine hours straight of Fortnite. True or false? Wow, I don't know what your source is, but you probably aren't that far off. I mean, I'm gonna say it's probably one of the roommates in the house, not me, because I don't remember saying that. Okay, but I do remember who's saying that. But I'll keep his identity hidden. <laughs> You're probably not wrong, Goldblatt, but I also am the best Fortnite player in the house. In the house. And I hate that game. That's that. No, you don't. All right. Yeah. And it, why, it, why are you texting me all day? Let's play Fortnite. Let's play Fortnite. Uh, Ron's pretty terrible. I don't know why he likes the game. He's, he's kind no, of I'm, he has this addictive wor- gene. I've been working on this Madden game. I was on a seven-game win streak, and now I can't beat anyone. All right, Panassi. Have, have fun getting banned, buddy. Yeah, Panassi, can you just beat Madden, uh, beat RJ and Madden already just to shut him up about his Yeah, he's not good at that Madden. game either, but this is where the road ends, fellas. This is where the road ends. All roads lead to Minneapolis this year. Just don't touch it. Absolutely. Panassi, thank you so much, man, for coming out. Anytime. Today. Thank you. We'll definitely be bringing you back soon, and I'm hoping me and you will be hanging out very shortly. I hope not. Go black. That's, but I'll <laughs> that's not nice. 
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. We will be back again. We'll t- we're going to be back again on Sunday night to review every night over in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, everyone, enjoy this weekend. Go Eagles.